0: This time on JFK Clone High, there will be a reading of the poem, Debasement and Flattery, by Lee Fitzgerald Haugen. Living with an internal chill never allows you to adjust to the warmth, especially not when your cold is exacerbated by the ones above you. Making light of the issue, commenting on turmoil of which they have no knowledge, using an example of action by the shrouded ones above you drives you deeper into the icy depth, making the warmth sting even worse. Perhaps that's why I idealize life in the clouds. It cannot stand its climate. Temperate in the lower layer, warm in the upper layer, melting in the exosphere, the climate of the last should have been obvious, as the nobles sweep down from there, exude powers of great heat. Awareness. It's nice visiting the upper layer, especially when your frozen actions give you the security of always falling back down, though I often miss the lower layer of mediocrity. The layer my solubistic angel calls home induces fear and excitement in me. I've stayed for hours before. Wanting in the light, filtered for purity, but not for years. Much has changed, I imagine, since my stay. Too bad I'll never know. Ironically cruel, as often feel like a stranger trying to revisit his childhood home with queries of the mad and an air of isolation. Madness is how they, he, sees me, unable to contain the most erratic actions, those born of and understood by ocean living. My angel doesn't belong to the lower layer, still. He has lived there for long enough to adopt, reflect the attitudes there, towards those surrounded in water. My oxygenation quota for today could be used solely on him, but would be a waste if he plucks at his own feathers, vessels of endurance, then what good is giving him so much of mine? Chaos rules me, but that water that surrounds me magnifies the motivations of others. When I meet those from the upper layer, it's rarely on their terms, however, it's never on mine. Although I can bear little the heat which radiates off the clouds, they can bear none the ice who lives unbroken in my areas of life. We often meet at the meadow, described often as sharing an elevation with those ghosts trapped in fog. I know this is not the case. Those upper angels know it's not the case. Anyone who's been there know it's not the case, most of all. You. The dampened meadow, although closer to the fog than I will admit, is shared by all. The intermingling of encircled biomes lends itself to a square of sanctuary. Unique in people, unique in scenery. I traverse those blissful meadows often to meet those upper angels who cool the hot air which has a tendency to aggregate beneath their gorgeous wings. I lie in waiting grass daily, watching the leaves of autumn rid themselves of their red and unfitting husk and leave this reality with closure, happy to serve serenity and environment. And I, overjoyed to witness this serenity, to aid in closure, to gain and receive appreciation. But this day... While I rest in ill-fated contentedness, something was different. The breeze blew colder today, I was told, in favor of the environment inhabited by me. Not until much later did I fully grasp the truth of this revelation. Perhaps it was this breeze that aided in the lessening of my water's temperatures and pushed me to boldness in full view of the ghosts. Perhaps it was the pre-dawn of my breakthrough that gave me the courage to explain in light other residents of lands accessible only by those with a magnified view of the above. A combination of all three gives the safest guess, though this cold style of analysis, devoid of insight into the motivations of personal relation, could have an infinite collection of information and could still not have predicted where the breeze was blowing from. Between me and my estranged sailor of mists, a hundred butterflies flutter with unmatched fervor. My estranged sailor and I share an environment, that is to say, a bond of mutuality, unable to be replicated by even the most sympathetic angel. In the valley of delay I sit in admiration of effect, divine light lent to leaves when a flutter distracted me from my misplaced awe. At first I thought another sighting of my misty sailor, but he doesn't have his land legs. Deluding myself with affection more misplaced than awe, I thought of my solipistic angel, both thoughts of equal hope wrecked void by clarity of sight. In the aftermath of divine light, the stark red wasn't a surprise. Believing it to be just a leaf, infatuated with my generous eye, ah, lovingly indulged. But before I got the chance to shower this wisp of contentment with abundant pleasantries, another fell into my view, closer than my view into my aura of chill. Ah, with radiance tenfold the last, warm those around me in such a way to avoid uncomfortability. Ten leaves in constant flutter now surround me. Confused with fresh calamity, I follow my blood, frozen. I wait in anticipatory astonishment until the ten turns to hundreds, hundreds to thousands. Encircled in the cloud of red, I end up in a life of twisted dreams. Unable to bear my realization, I resort to externality. The leaves have betrayed me, non-feeling, but in existence. What I mistakenly treated as a microcosm of transition was a concentration of emotionality. But more than that, luck. But for what? Why, of all the meadow-goers? Would they choose the only one who has crawled from the sea, robbed of his voice by the weak conglomeration of water sky-bound? Overwhelmed with possibilities, I hear the chastising tone of the floor above me. What would they say if? If this was for me, if for some reason I ended up skilled, my observations would be forced to cease. Much worse, if my skill was the very thing their pollutants robbed me of. Frustratingly confused now by the warm whispers who entrap my every thought in an environment crueler than Mistress Time, I stop. In pathetic display of assumed illusion, I deny reality, in ocean-dwellers, in anything, least of all to be blessed with luck. The warmth that encircles me, it becomes unbearable. The heat stirred by the imitation of my content, my accepted solitude melts my icy heart. The overflowing water, trapped within my waterlogged chest, escapes in an expression of a acceptance. What if it was true? What if I'm not a plague unto this reality? What if the muted prose that bubbles to the surface isn't destined for mockery?